everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Oh, yes. Gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real, real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gave me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gave me the victory. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I would like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. I bring you all greetings from the great country of Nigeria, City Lagos, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him, there is none other. We must take this opportunity to thank the wonderful men and women of God of East and West Africa. Uh, we just finished uh, our tour in East Africa, uh, Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, and even Ethiopia. And the saints were so wonderful to us. We thank God uh, for each of you. Too many to name, um, but you know who you are. And, and God, more than God knows who you are. We, we thank all of you 
uh, in that part of the world. Uh, we pray that we were as much a blessing to you as you were to us. Uh, we are back in West Africa, uh, in Nigeria. Great women, men and women of God, uh, have been attending to us, and, and we are looking forward to finishing our missionary tour here. Um, and we trust that God is going to do even greater things for us as we uh, lift his name together. Uh, the Lord is bringing in my spirit now that it is a, a good thing for brethren to uh, come together and to worship him in spirit and in truth. So we look forward to lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Saints, we want to take a look at something the Lord placed in my spirit just a little earlier today from the book of Philippians uh, chapter 4. And we're going to focus in on verse 13. Philippians chapter 4 with a special focus on verse 13. The Apostle Paul says something here that God still wants his children to understand today. Uh, everyone does not have this revelation. My prayer for each of us is that we'll gain this revelation. We will we will glean this revelation and it will stick to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Paul said in verse 13, he said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which gives me strength. Paul said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, who gives me strength. And we're going to work this morning from a very simple topic. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Let us pray, children of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name. We thank you for last night's sleep. We thank you, Father, for waking us up today. It was not our alarm clocks. It was not our smartphones. It was not our husbands or our wives that woke us up this morning. But, Father, it was you who added another day to our lives. There are some who went to sleep last night who did not wake up to see this new day that you have made. But, Father, you have uh, 
so graciously allowed us to experience, to partake in this new day. I pray, Heavenly Father, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, that they have been and will be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God, our strength, and our Redeemer. Father, forgive us of our sins which we have grievously committed against you. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you renew your mercies in our lives, that we may better understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will for us, your little children. Do these things for us, Father. All the glory, all the honor, all the praise will be yours. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we have prayed. Let God's people say, Amen. Amen and amen. I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. Um, early today, children of God, I was communing and talking with the Lord. And during our conversation, in my spirit, I said, Lord, this health condition that I'm dealing with, this stroke, I said, Lord, you could fix this in an instant. Isn't that right? And the Lord was like, yes, Robert. I said, Lord, it wouldn't even be difficult for you. I mean, you just say the word and I would be healed like Naaman was healed from his leprosy or like different ones in the Bible have received their healing. Lord say, yeah, there wouldn't be any problem for me, Robert. But then the Lord said to me, that there are things he wanted me to learn through this affliction. There was some punishment for some things that uh, I have done that God was not pleased with, but there were things that he wanted me to learn. And I want to encourage you today, child of God, that Anytime you look up in your life and there are situations that you would like to see God change, like to see God do something about, and God has not yet done anything about that or has not yet healed us or not yet delivered us, understand that if God is leaving you and I in a state, 
there is something God wants us to learn from that state. If God is leaving us in sickness and has not healed us yet, there's something God wants us to learn. If God is leaving us in suffering and God has not delivered us yet, there's something God wants us to learn about suffering. It, each of us are experiencing a state that we are not pleased with, maybe in our marriages, maybe in our finances, maybe in our, in our ministries, maybe in our, in our walk with God. We are experiencing different things that we do not like. And God, watch this, children of God. God knows we don't like it. The Apostle Paul had an issue that he prayed to God three times for God to heal, for God to change, for God to do something about. And the Lord, in essence, said, no, Paul, I'm not going to heal you of that right now. I'm not going to deliver you of that. Paul, who prayed for others to receive their healing, and they received it. But God told Paul in the issue that he had, that he was, in essence, not going to heal him right then, but that his grace was sufficient for him. And I want to encourage you, child of God, I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you are experiencing, what your trial, your difficulty, your hardship is, but I want to encourage you that if God is allowing us to go through it as his children, his grace is sufficient. That situation in your marriage that is discomforting to you, my sister, my brother, God's grace is sufficient. That that endeavor on your job that is just causing you so much trouble, God has sent me here today to let you know that his grace is sufficient. Praise the living God. God will never allow us as his beloved children to go through a hardship, to go through a trial, to go through a difficulty that he has not equipped us to overcome. So I want to encourage you today, child of God. Whatever you are in, whatever you are going through, whatever you are experiencing, you have been equipped to overcome it. And what Lord is bringing in my spirit now is David versus Goliath. There were the Israelite soldiers, and then there was David. David was not a soldier. David was not in the army. David was a covenant member of God's family. The soldiers were equipped to overcome Goliath, uh, but they didn't realize it. And as a result, they were running from Goliath. They were afraid of Goliath. They were traumatized by Goliath. David was equipped by God to overcome Goliath, and he knew it. You say, Apostle, what is the significance? 
There are some of us as children of God that know that we are equipped to handle what we are going through, and there are some of us as children of God that don't know we are are equipped. And those of us who don't know that we are equipped to handle any Goliath that we are faced with, those are the children of God that are traumatized. Those are the children of God that are intimidated. Those are the children of God that live in a constant state of fear and worry. I want to encourage you today, child of God, and 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 let you to know that you have been equipped by God to overcome. You have been equipped by God to live victoriously. You have been equipped by God to handle whatever the situation is that you find yourself faced with. If you are faced with it, child of God, know for a certainty that you have been equipped to handle it. You say, Apostle, how do I know that I have been equipped to handle the situations that I am faced with? Very simple. You are faced with them. The Bible says no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He would not allow you or me to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you and I may stand up under it. So, child of God, if you are faced with it, it is because God in his foreknowledge, God saw you and I through the hourglass of time and knew that we could handle it. That situation in your marriage, my brother, my sister, you can handle it. That situation on your job, my brother, my sister, you can handle it. That situation in your body, that situation in your finances, that situation in your ministry, you can handle it. What did Paul say in Philippians 4.13? I can do all things. And that goes for you too, my brother. That goes for you too, my sister. We can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. So as we look at Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul began to share some revelations with the body of Christ uh, 2,000 years ago that are uh, just as important today for the body of Christ to understand. Uh, you look at verse 12, children of God, Paul says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. Now, what Paul is describing here is that learning the secret of being content, because this is this is the point that he wants to make to the body of Christ, that he he has learned the secret of being content. You see, understand, my brother and my sister, everyone has not learned the secret of being content. Everybody has not learned the secret of being okay, whether they have much or whether they have little, uh, whether they're living in plenty or whether they're living in want. 
Paul had learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. My prayer for you, my brother or my sister, because life will become so much sweeter when we learn the secret of being content. There are some people that are malcontent. There's some people that whether they have plenty or whether they have little, they are they are discontented. But Paul learned the secret of being content. My prayer for you, my sincere and earnest hope for you under the sound of my voice is that you will learn the secret of being content. In other words, Paul said, I'm all right. If I have plenty, Paul said, I'm all right. If I have little, Paul said, I'm all right. If I have friends, I'm all right. If I don't have friends, Paul learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. May you and I learn the secret of being content in any and every situation. Paul said, whether I'm well fed, whether I'm hungry. Paul said, whether I'm living in plenty or whether I'm living in want. Now, Paul understood this secret of contentment because he understood his power source. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice today is that you will understand your power source, that you will understand that you have a power source that cannot be conquered. You have a power source that cannot be tamed. You have a power source that cannot be brought under subjection to the adversary. You children of God, you and I have a power source which is none other than God himself. When God saved you, my brother, my sister, when God saved me, he saved us and he filled us with himself. You are full of God, child of God. I am full of God. That is who I am. Paul, that's why Paul didn't say, I can do all things through my strength. Paul didn't say, I can do all things through my abilities, but rather Paul said, I do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. In other words, Paul said, I can do all things through my unconquerable power source, which is God. And I want to encourage you today, children of God, that we can do all things through the power source, through the unconquerable power source that God has placed within you and I. Good to see you today, Pastor Isaac, Pastor Bruel. God bless you, my brother's apostle, uh, Samuel Nice. God bless you, my sister. So understand, children of God, that, and this is something I shared with the saints during yesterday's broadcast, you and I are more than what we think. Let me say this again. I don't know if, if you all are hearing me. You and I are more than what we think. Yesterday, we went over uh, a, a, a sermon that we preached down in Kigali, Rwanda, uh, with Bishop Constantine and his wonderful congregation. The topic was, what's that in your hand? And this is what God asked Moses, when God was calling Moses into his destiny, into the ministry that God had selected for Moses, 
God was trying to convince Moses to go and to do what God wanted him to do. God asked him, what's that in your hand? And Moses, who didn't know God very well, he was not very familiar with God, because had he been, he would have answered this question much differently did he did. Moses said, a staff, you know, a stick, a piece of wood. But God had to show Moses, and God is still having to show us today. God had to show Moses that the staff, so he thought, was much more than what he thought of it. God showed him that that staff was much more than a stick, much more than a piece of wood. God changed the staff into a serpent. God was showing Moses that this staff is anything I want it to be, anything God wants it to be. And I want to encourage you today, child of God, that you, you are not just who your parents said you were or, or who your children think you are or who your husband or your wife. You are anything, my brother or my sister, that God wants you to be. We are anything that God wants us to be. We can do anything that God wants us to do. We can have anything that God wants us to have. So I encourage you, my brother, my sister, don't limit yourself. Don't don't think limited thoughts about yourself. Think about yourself as God thinks about you. God is, is sitting back looking at that you and I saying, hey, they anything I want them to be. God said, you all are anything I want you to be. You all can do anything I want you to do. You all can go anywhere I want you to go. So since God thinks of us as being anything that he wants us to be, as being able to do anything that he wants us to do, let us think about ourselves the way God thinks about us. Realize and understand, my brother and my sister, you know, we anything God wants us to be. We can be used by God to do anything he wants us to do. This is why individuals in the body of Christ can heal the sick. I've seen the sick healed. This is why individuals in the body of Christ can raise the dead. I've seen the dead raised. This is why individuals in the body of Christ can do all things. Why? Because of Christ on the inside who is strengthening them. My prayer for you today, my brother or my sister, is that Christ will continue to strengthen us, will continue to anoint us, will continue to open our eyes of understanding that we may uh, do all and be all that he desires for us. I can do all things. Through Jesus Christ with strength. Me. I was, so I was communing with the Lord. I said, Lord, so you can fix this. This health challenge, this stroke that I'm that I'm dealing with. The Lord said, yeah. I said, Lord, it wouldn't even be difficult 
for you to fix this. Lord said, yeah, that's that's true, Robert. And then I was like, Lord, why don't you fix this? Lord told me there were things he wanted me to learn. There were things he wanted me to to experience. There was some punishment. There were a number of things. But then the Lord came back and said something to me that prompted this message today. The Lord came back to me and said, Robert, you could fix this stroke. I was like, what? Lord said, Robert, didn't I tell you in my word that you can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives you strength? Children of God, I have been pointing the finger at God saying, Lord, you can fix this. You can do this. And the Lord came back to me today and told me, he said, Robert, you can fix this. Understand, my brother and my sister, that sometimes we are pointing the finger at God, talking about what he could do and what he should do and what he needs to do when he is pointing the finger back at us at times, saying what we can do, what we should do, and what we need to do. So I'm like, okay, Lord, if I can fix this through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me, let me get to work. And God is saying to many of us, you know, get to work. God has given us the power. God has given us the authority. God has filled us up with himself to do great exploits in his name. So let us be mindful that it is no longer you know, us running around down here on the earth and God in heaven. I understand something, my brother and my sister. Now that we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, atonement, at one meant has taken place. In other words, us and God are now one. We are one with God. There is nothing that can be done to us that is not done to God. There is nothing that can be done to God that is not done to us because we are one. So I encourage children of God, um, remember who you are, understand who you are. We are one with Christ. There's nothing that can be done to you that is not done to me. We are one as children of God. There's nothing that can be done to me that is not done to you, child of God. We are one in Christ. We can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. Remember who strengthens you. Remember where you are receiving your power. We are receiving our power. We are receiving our authority. We are receiving our dominion through Christ who strengthens us. So, 
As my bishop used to say years ago, children of God, that's the message. We pray uh, that you are blessed. Um, We appreciate each of you all that are supporting this great ministry, Pastor uh, Sam, God bless you. I see you coming into the room. Apostle Odifo, God bless each of you saints. Um, I thank God for for each of you, your support. Pastor Isaac, I see you coming in. God bless you, my brother. Uh, I'm back in Nigeria. I uh, just want to let you know that. But um, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing for us as uh, children of God uh, to be who and what we really are. You know, we are gods in the earth, my brother or my sister. Some of you saying, oh, apostle, how you going to say we are gods? That's blasphemy. No, the Bible says that Jesus calls us gods to whom the word of the Lord has come. So if the word of the Lord is coming to you and coming to me, then that makes it, according to God, we are gods. Listen, my brothers and my sisters, we will live forever. We are eternal beings. Listen to me. There has never been and there will never be another you. There has never been and there will never be another me. And there will always be a you. There will always be a me. We will live forever. God has created us after his image and after his likeness, the God that we serve is an eternal being. He created us. Everybody, even unsaved, they are eternal beings. The problem is, and this is where you want to be mindful, if you're under the sound of my voice, listen to me. You will never cease to exist. Righteous, wicked, saved, unsaved, right, wrong, you And I will never cease to exist. The difference is that if we do not live for God, we will have to exist forever in a place prepared for the devil and his angels, a place called hell. And that is not a pleasant place. That is not something that any of us want to do. And my prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice is that Uh, that will not be any of our portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But we will always exist. This is part of the reason why God created hell. Because he knew that the beings that he created, angels, uh, humans, they were created to live forever. But he also knew that everyone would not obey him, would not want to listen to him, would not want to do the things that were pleasing in his sight. But 
they were going to live forever. So what God had to do was prepare a place for those beings forever that did not want to listen to him. That's what hell is. It's a place prepared. And what the Lord is bringing in my spirit now is uh, nuclear waste. You know, this world could easily be powered by nuclear devices, easily. Every country could have all the lights, all the vehicles. We wouldn't have to depend on fossil fuels. If we use nuclear material, this world would have more than enough power for the rest of its time. The problem is... Men and scientists and educated individuals don't know what to do with the nuclear waste. Some of it has a half-life of 500,000 years. That means that 500,000 years from now, the nuclear waste will be half as potent as it is today. So that's the problem. They don't know what to do with the waste. The waste is, is it's almost eternal. So they've had to discontinue a lot of things with the nuclear programs because they don't know what to do with the waste. Well, God had to come up with something to do with eternal men, eternal women, eternal angels that uh, did not want to listen to him. This is why hell was created. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. but. Some men and some women will have to be sent there. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that we will not have to be sent there in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthened us. I want to encourage you today, my brother and my sister. Now, we may not do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. But always bear in mind that we can. We can. You know, God can fix our situations, and he has given us the power to be able to fix them as well. Well, that's the message. Children of God, we pray that you all have been blessed at the preaching and teaching of God's word. Uh, those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, feel free to go to our church website and do as the Lord leads you. You know, I'm not one to try to tell you how much to give or when to give or where to give. You know, this is this is the job of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, wants to be able to instruct us, wants to be able to lead us and guide us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, hear God. See, the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. If, you, if we're not hearing God, we're not his sons. We're just wasting time. So I want to encourage you to uh, hear God. Let his Spirit get in the habit of letting his Spirit 
speak and obey his spirit. You know, this is what God desires. He has always wanted to lead man. You know, even back in the Garden of Eden, now the devil got in the way, serpent got in them, and the, 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 uh, Satan got in the way through the serpent. But God wants to lead us. God wants to guide us because he knows he will lead and guide us in good paths. He will lead and guide us to a blessed place. And that's my prayer and my hope for each one of you under the sound of my voice that God uh, uh, is leading you and will continue to lead you uh, into a blessed place. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Well, children of God, that's the message, uh, the Lord willing. We will see you all a little later on in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.